listeners. Welcome to 10x Growth Strategies podcast. Today, we're going to hear about the book, Elevate, Career Rise with a Balanced Life, from our guest, Sonali Sambhus. Sonali is a great friend, and she's Silicon Valley technology executive. It's our pleasure to welcome you, Sonali. Thank you, Preeti. I am so delighted to be with you and our listeners today. This is really exciting that you chose to write a book amidst your busy schedule. But before we dive into the book, tell us about yourself. Sure. Uh, Well, I come from a very simple South Asian middle class family. Uh, I grew up in a city in India, a very small one. And my father was a general manager at a bank. My mom was a doctor who incidentally gave up her medical practice for raising her four kids. So she was a very, very family first person. And so looking back now, I feel like my parents shaped who I am. And in interesting ways, I wanted to do both. And I wanted to be a high achiever like my dad, breaking new grounds. And I also wanted a rich personal life. I never knew how I would get there, but I knew that's what I wanted. And so fast forward to many years back, I came to the US, did my master's, much like you, Preeti. And after my master's, I started working in the technology industry here in the Silicon Valley. I joined Cisco Systems. And then very soon I was climbing the corporate ladder as an engineering leader in Cisco. And in the same time, I focused on my family. I got married, me and my husband gave birth to two beautiful daughters and everything seemed to be going well. Well, it was good, but I guess not good enough. And so then about a decade into my career, I got that feeling that I wanted to do better. And so I decided to take charge of my career. I grabbed this amazing opportunity to be a founder of an entirely new business in Cisco. It was a big leap for me. But at the same time, my younger daughter was just an year old. My husband has always been an awesome support. But yet, as it's true all across the world, women shoulder the largest responsibility in the household. I was so set on not giving up my personal life and my career. And so I did take the plunge finally. And it turned out that my startup in Cisco was fairly successful. We were making about $10 million in revenue in just three years. And so along the journey, I started to experiment with tools and techniques to be able to focus on my career while balancing my personal life. It's really more like survival skills, if you may. So fast forward to today, I am a Silicon Valley executive. I'm an entrepreneur. After my gig at Cisco, I did co-found another startup focused on data analytics. We did go through an exit for the startup and I've held multiple executive positions. Currently, I am a VPGM role at Square. Plus, I'm an advisor to a few Silicon Valley startups. Recently, I happened to be selected for the top 50 women in 2020. Uh, But more importantly, along my journey, I found a passion. It is to help women grow on their career journey. It is to enable them to reach their fullest career potential. I have coached hundreds of women leaders all across the world. I serve as an advisor for a nonprofit for elevating women directors to executive level roles. So that's a little bit about me, Preeti. 
Fantastic, Sonali. I think uh, our listeners are going to learn so much from you and uh, really curious uh, to know more. And amidst all this amazing career journey that you led, you, you found the time to write a book. So tell us, why did you decide to write the book and why is it called Elevate? Yeah. Um, so first off, Elevate is spelled as E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. And no, it's not a spelling mistake. It is intentional. The word Ellie means woman in French and elevate, of course, stands for women rising. So there's a little bit of pun in there. And really my goal is to help women rise in their careers with achieving a balanced and personal family life. Um, so the story of this book goes like this. I was at a 20 year high school reunion and I met my childhood BFF, best friend. I'm just gonna call her Sue here for the sake of anonymity. And so at that time I had just exited my Silicon Valley-based startup. I was heading engineering for a large multinational firm, helping them scale their business. And Sue on the other hand, had almost completely given up on her career. Way back in college, I remember copying notes from Sue. She was one of the brightest in the class she was top 5% of her class. And so for a woman who was so talented in her youth, as life had progressed, she'd started a family and found it very hard to focus on her career. And deep down, Sue wished she could have done better in her career. Now at that high school reunion, Sue's story touched my heart. There are millions of women out there who are full-time homemakers, by the way, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. I, for one, I know will not be able to do it. But at the same time, there are many others who have had the ambition and talent to focus on their careers and also want a rich personal life. It could be a rich personal life where they have personal areas of passion, it could be community service, could be health and fitness, it could be family. And for all that matters, it could be men. I mean, men or women these days play interchangeable roles in some cases for sure. So it could be anyone you know, who's sort of wanting to have a rich career, an illustrious career, along with a balanced family life. And so as I dug deeper on Sue, I found that there is this gender parity that exists in the workplace. You know this very well, Preeti? less than 4% of women hold C-level positions in S&P 500 companies in the US, just less than 4%. The leadership gap is the same all across the world. Now, when women enter the workforce, we have a strong representation of women, but then with every higher level of management and leadership, we see a drop in the percentage of women. You and me have discussed this before, Preeti. We call it the leaky bucket problem. And not only is this a challenge for the woman herself, she isn't unlocking her fullest potential, but on the other hand, it is also a big challenge in the industry. We lack diversity in the workforce. We lack diversity in representation of views. I mean, after all, women are known to be more empathetic managers. Our corporate workforce today lacks and needs more women in leadership. And so Sue's story touched my heart. 
decided to do something about it. I had heard about this thing about, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. And so I decided to do something about it and wrote my book. And this was my very first literary piece. And I would not even call it a literary piece. And so Elevate came about. It's a handbook for being able to achieve career rise with a balanced personal life. I like to say it's the story of my life. That's wonderful, Sonali. I think it's great that, uh, you know, you were able to turn around a situation wherein uh, you saw someone who was not able to achieve their potential and you took that and, and then you were able to capture the learning lessons from your life. And I'm sure there are several men and women, like you said, who are struggling with finding the balance. And by reading your book, they'll be able to move forward and find different strategies so coming to strategies, uh, you know, first of all, let's talk about what gets in the way of achieving career goals for these men and women. That's a brilliant question, uh, Preeti, you know, starting with root cause analysis, right? And so having worked with so many women and drawing from my own experience, the topmost challenge that most women face when they want to go for the next level in their career is not being able to make the time for it. It's just simply that. Now, one time I was leading a coaching circle called Circles of Inclusion. It was a circle with women leaders from all over the world of all kinds of race and ethnicities. And in my circle, I had this woman from Spain. She was in sustainability and wanted to get to the next level which for her was to be able to contribute to the United Nations strategy. She knew exactly what her next steps had to be. She had to up-level her skills, take some courses, do some reading, spend a lot of time networking and learning. So she knew exactly what she had to do to get to the next level. But she said, I am already so busy. How can I make the time for doing anything more? I'm busy from dawn to dusk. I have this endless list of to-dos from Monday to Friday and yet another list of weekend to-dos for Saturday and Sunday. How can I fit in anything more? And so she did, or she was thinking of doing what a lot of people would do, which is to put their career on the back burner. And so the second thing I've seen, which is uh, a big reason for why women uh, are not able to achieve their career goals, even when they want to, is settling for what's feasible versus what's desirable. And I feel like that's one of the biggest growth killers for women. To be honest, there are so many times in my career where I thought I'd hit a wall and I wanted to give up myself. It is really hard doing both. And I'd like to share a story of a friend of mine. She is a woman executive who was offered a board of director position in a company in France. She was waiting years literally for a board seat. She'd been working hard on it for years and she was so excited that she got a board seat. But honestly, deep inside she was scared that this was an international role which meant it involved some travel. Now, at the same time, on her personal front, she had a high schooler who was getting into college. And we all know how crazy those times are. And she really wanted to make time for him. And she was unsure if she was going to be able to do both. 
she's almost thinking that she should give up on that board seat, something that she'd been looking forward to for years. But then eventually she ended up working a plan with her husband and did actually take the leap. Sure, the first few months were hectic at work, well, crazy hectic, as well as home, especially with the high schooler. But then after she crossed the hump, she was in a much better position. She was able to give a lot of time for his high school work, was able to help him get, get into good college. And she had she not taken the leave, she would have settled for what's feasible versus what's desirable. And in the end, she would have done a disservice for her. And I'm so glad she took the leap for herself. The third thing that I've seen sort of come in the way is really our social fabric. I'm sure Preeti, you know what I mean? And despite the evolution of our society, despite the focus on feminism, the role of women and men in the structure of a family, I believe are still very traditional. A woman's role as a homemaker and a man's role as a breadwinner is still how a lot of the world still operates, believe it or not. And so many times, myself included, subconsciously choose to take on roles in that very traditional mindset. And so the effect of our societal fabric, you know, generations of this on our choices is very real. For some, it's a conscious choice of what we do and don't. And for many, it is about meeting the expectations of the traditional roles. We do what the society expects us to do. Meeting those expectations becomes an attempt. Eventually, an attempt becomes a habit. And more after time, the habit becomes an identity. So the weighing of the social fabric is another important chain, I like to think, that kind of weighs women back and not, not enabling them to reach their career goals. That's a very clear way of putting it, uh, Sonali. I think uh, to summarize it for our audience, what I heard was, uh, you know, one is to create time for career growth. Two is to make sure you go for what you desire and not to settle for something lesser than that. And three is to be mindful of the social fabric and some of these conditions that the society puts on us as women, as well as what we put on ourselves, right? Because some of these conditioning becomes so inherent within us and we sometimes have to catch ourselves. <laughs> so Summarize it very well, Preeti. So I think that's a great segue for us to start with the first point. You talked about that many people find it difficult to create the time. So do you have any strategies, key strategies from your book that you can share as a teaser for people to take away? Sure. I have a bunch of strategies, actually eight different ones. And I have embedded it in a very simple, easy to remember mnemonic I call SCORE+. Plus. S-C-O-R-E-P-L-U-S. And so one of my founding principles I had when writing this book was to provide clear, actionable advice. You know, I think of myself as a no-nonsense person, somebody who is direct and straightforward. And so my book carries my essence in it. And so my goal was to have a clear, concise uh, success mantras that any woman, or for that matter, a man, career professional, should be able to take and apply to his or her life. 
And so with the score plus techniques, let me go over these success mantras, at least some of them in some depth. So S stands for social dilemma. We spoke about that a little earlier. C stands for focus on your core. And I don't mean the core that you work out in the gym. This is a different core. This is a core for your <laughs> professional success. <laughs> um, that is important too, but for different reasons. Um, and so I'll come to the core, this core a little later. O stands for overcoming failures. RE stands for reflect, realize, and repeat. It really is about the process of hydration. It is about repeating this practice over and over again with intention and getting better at it each time. P stands for pound wise and penny foolish. You know, I have seen so many women shy away from investing in themselves. I encourage women to really, truly invest in themselves, invest in learning new skills, invest in services, whether it's at home, at work, invest in your own relaxation. I mean, all of those investments are so critical. And believe me, we are all gonna get high dividends on your investments in the future. The L in the plus stands for don't live by the day. And I'll speak to that a little earlier. And U stands for dealing with uncertainty. And S stands for building a support system. So that in a nutshell is the score plus technique. I did want to talk about a few of these in detail. Yeah. Yes, I would um, love to hear that. Please go ahead. So the coming to the C, which is the focus on the core. And so the number one challenge that women face is creating time for career growth. You know, I say this to myself so often, the most important decision I make every day is where I spend my time. It is not how I spend my money. It is not whom I meet. It is not what I learn. It literally is how I spend my time. And so back to women being busy from dawn to dusk, women having more things to do in a month than they can fit in a year. With this success mantra, the key is to know what you need to do yourself versus what you can get done. It sounds very simple and obvious, but trust me, a lot of us, including myself, don't do as much of this as we should be. As an example, you know, we all know women traditionally are responsible for getting the food on the table, but it doesn't mean we need to be the one cooking it, right? I could hire a cook, I can order pre-made meals. There are a lot of options out there. I'd rather spend the time that I get with focusing on my executive coaching or getting leadership lessons, then invest in this. And so that's a very simple technique for knowing where you need to spend your time and not, and still enabling what you need to do on a personal front. Same goes in the work front. Now we all are you know, busy bodies at work. I lead the busy life of a Silicon Valley tech executive, much like you Preeti. And so that means that I have the same time challenge at work. As an example, in this month, I have been busy focusing on creating the annual strategy. And so that means that I have to have had to take help from my team to oversee the day-to-day -day execution of critical projects or to focus on maintaining vendor relationships or make new ones so that I can consciously make time to focus on what's core for me 
for now and for my future career growth. Equally important as focusing on the core is building a support system. You know, you've heard of this, Preeti? Behind every successful man is a woman. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And I believe behind every successful woman is an entire support system. I've met so many executives who have successfully navigated family and their stellar careers, and they all had people they could count on. For some, it was their parents. For others, it was their partner. For some others, it was their nannies and their housekeepers. And similarly at work, they have trusted people they can count on. Because one thing is for sure, you are going to have those days that are rough. And when Murphy's Law sets in, your child can fall sick on the day you have that board presentation, or your car breaks down the day you need it the most, or your trusted chief of staff is unwell when you need her the most. And so investing in creating a support system that you can lean on, super important. One needs to invest in this with authenticity in these relationships. I call this symbiotic relationships. Symbiotic because you are enriching these people and they are enriching you back. And trust me, it takes years of sincere effort to build these relationships. Preeti, have you heard of this thing? The most important career decision you will make is choosing the right partner? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, and I am a 100% believer in this. My own husband has been an amazing support through my whole throughout my whole life. And I totally vouch for uh, this particular mantra. The other important one that I wanted to touch on is don't live by the day. It really is making time to focus on what's vital versus what's urgent. So the analogy that comes to mind is this game of whack-a-mole. Have you played that game at a games arcade, Preeti? I may have. How do you play it? Yeah. So it's a fun game. You know, you have these moles that pop up out of these holes and then you're holding this hammer and you're hammering away at each mole as they come up. You hammer one, second comes up. So you hammer the second, the third comes up. And so that's the game of whack-a-mole. And so the, the thing that happens with a lot of us women is as we are battling through our day, our day-to-day -day life, we're honestly playing a game of whack-a-mole and, you know, including myself. And so what that means is, you know, we're really dealing with what's urgent, like what's coming up in front of you, the mold that pops up, versus focusing on what's so vital for you. And so as an example, for me, I know I need to focus on networking. I know I need to focus on meeting a lot more executive leaders out there, building relationships, learning from them. And that's vital for me. It may not be urgent, it's not a burning fire I need to put out today, but it's super vital for me. And so it's important to keep this sort of back of mind to focus on what's vital versus just what's urgent. Wow, that's a lot of nuggets there, uh, Sonali. And, uh, you know, I love the how you storytell, right? I love the way you make it interesting for the listeners here. And uh, I love your acronym, especially the score plus is something that everybody can remember and relate to. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Mm -hmm.
So um, we covered a lot of ground here in terms of the different nuggets that you get from the book. Uh, how does one apply the learning from your book? In the book, I've provided some worksheets. You know, I believe each one of us is so special and each one of us is so unique. Each one of our circumstances is so unique. And so every one of us needs to sort of realize, reflect and repeat on what's vital for us, what's core for us, what's important for us. And so uh, every one of us, I encourage to do the worksheets on an ongoing basis to apply the learning from the book. I would encourage everyone to personalize your worksheets and make this your process. Nice. Realize, reflect, and repeat. I love that. R3. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we are discovering new ways to uh, you know, build stuff here. This is fantastic. So this was a pleasure to have you, Sonali. Do you have any final insights for our audience? Well, thank you for having me here, Preeti, and giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate that. Um, I did want to add that you know, my book is honestly a very humble and simple attempt at making this world a better place for women and men, for you, for the listeners of this podcast, and for my daughters and their friends. I am not into it to make a bestseller out of my book, to sell more copies, or even to make more money. You know, my Silicon Valley job pays for my bills. In fact, all proceeds from the book go towards a nonprofit for girls. I also wanted to say that there is no better time than now for women. The awareness around diversity is heightened in recent times. So many tools and resources are available for women. Please take advantage of these opportunities. And moreover, if you are listening to this podcast, it means to me you are making career growth a priority for you and where attention goes, energy flows, and where energy flows, results shows. So I am going to encourage each one of you to believe in yourself, no matter where you are in your career journey. It is possible to elevate yourself. I know you can, and I know you will. That is a fantastic note to finish the podcast, Sonali. Listeners, elevate, career rise with a balanced life. Check it out on Amazon. And thank you, Sonali, once again for being our guest. And thank you, Preeti, once again for allowing me to share my story in my book.